gentlemen, may I direct your attention to something quite extraordinary? Lana has the guts. We're entering a new era of Miami Heat basketball. I say finals are bust, no matter what. that the Dion waiter there? Oh, I'll tell him to shut up. It's fine. I think Bammy's become the face of the team. Jimmy, all the way. I mean, Tyler Hero, you're going four for 12. Get out of here. Bryant, Hero, and Duncan all out there at the same time. Like, who's playing defense in that lineup? King Riles, the godfather. Not the Riles. Yeah. The beauty of the culture is because I think it's a real thing. This culture thing, I mean, look, it started with Pat, you know, back in the, in the 90s. Literally, you got any thoughts? Anthony Mason? Isaac Watson. Sejuna Zogowski. Jamal Mashburn. Take your Jamal Mashburn to give you a grand loan. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 15 of the Battered Heat Fans Podcast. I am your host, Daniel Granada. Alongside me, as always, is uh, not Mr. KBD. KBD is not here today. Uh, but I do have two other battered fans. I got Solana and Italy Jet. Let me go from my left to your right. Uh, Solana, how are you doing, sir? Oh, and you're on mute, Solana. Sorry about that. I just didn't want to make a noise during uh, during that, that lovely intro that you put together. I, I have a good time dancing to it, and sometimes <laughs> I, I find myself humming to it. Uh, so I just don't want the listeners to hear that along. So I mean, I think it says it all there in my little in my name, right? I'm I'm sad. The Heat are 0 four in their last four. Uh, th- there was a little bit of excitement here uh, with the trade earlier this week, which we're gonna get into in a little bit, but. Um, we we just talked about it. I hate losing to the gosh damn Celtics, man. I mean, thank God I didn't go to the game tonight. Thank gosh I get sell my tickets to probably to some awful Celtics that paid me three hundred bucks for the tickets. Thank gosh. Uh, and you said zero and four in the last four. They're on a five game losing streak right now. Lost to the Raptors, the Hawks, the Magic, the Grizzlies, which is probably one of the worst losses in a very long time, and the Celtics. And we're gonna get into that in a second. But first, Italy Jet. How are you doing, sir? Sorry, yes, sir. I'll tell anybody to shut up, sir. I hate the Celtics, sir. I don't know what y'all are thinking right now, but I am not happy, especially losing to get the Celtics, sir. Well, before we get started on the court, I wanted to uh, – we usually review the last three or four games of the week, uh, and the first game would be the Hawks game last Friday. But I figured we start on a good note. UD retirement, uh, Solana, you were there. And um, just I, I came in I, and I'm rocking my my maiden date Udonis Haslam shirt. Like I, you got to represent. That was a beautiful night, even though the game didn't end up going our way. Solana, you were there. Tell us how was it over at uh, the Kaseya Center on Friday night? It was absolutely beautiful. Um, it was a, a night filled with 305. So if you love Miami and you love your Cafe Bustelo and you love everything that is Miami. The Caseya Center was where you had to be last Friday night, and I was just glad that I was, you know, there to be a part of that. Um, I was there. I've been at every single uh, Jersey retirement so far in That's Heat cool. history, absolutely. Cool. And I will tell you, this is the one where I got the most emotional out of all of them. Uh, I'm not scared to say it. You know, I think it's 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 okay for a grown man to cry, to shed a tear uh, in a moment of, of happiness like that. And I was. Uh, absolutely happy for Udonis Haslam. His story is, if you don't know it, uh, definitely read up on it or watch you know, a YouTube video on it. But his story is absolutely wonderful. 
Um, and if it's you know if you're look if you need somebody to look up to, if you need a role model, UD is definitely uh, somebody to look up to. So awesome, awesome night to be a part of. Crappy that uh, the night ended the way it ended, but um, hey, number forty is up in the rafters, baby. Love it. It, it is cool, and you, you're we're so accustomed to seeing numbers in the rafters of just Hall of Famers, and we I mean we're not we're not done. We know that Udonis probably is never gonna sniff the Hall of Fame, but. I think it's really cool that they're honoring him because he is almost what, what people consider a heat culture to be, right? You think of him. I know I've heard Keith Askins also talked about as a heat culture guy. But um, Udonis Haslam, I feel like, embodies heat culture. And I think it's really cool that he's going to be up there. I think it sucks that when you look at the, the row of jerseys that are up there on the bottom, they all say Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. And then his is the only one that does it. And I, but I think it's really cool that he got honored. And um. Yeah, man, it's really cool. He has section 305 up in the upper deck. I, I, I just I love what the Heat did for him, and I hope that he continues to be a presence in the in the Kaseya Center and then for the Heat in general. All right. Um, so that game, like you said, didn't end up going our way. It's fine. Uh DeJounte Murray had himself a night. We uh we thought that he might be coming to Miami. He was taking pictures of the jerseys up in the rafters. You could tell he wanted to come. And then we went over it, played against Orlando, lost to them also. Orlando's a good squad. It happens. But, again, the Heat are struggling to score. But we finally thought that we had gotten what we needed, right? Like, we ignited something. Like, we finally made a change. I was I was here yelling last episode about how the Heat need to finally make a change somewhere, somehow. And they did it. They traded Cal Lowry and a second – or the first, no, first-round pick protected lottery uh, 2027 for Terry Rozier. And I, I'll go to you first, Italy. What did you think when you heard the news of the trade going down? I mean, of course, I wanted Murray. I, mm. I, I think that's their, what I think Murray's a better player want. overall. But I think Terry fits he culture really well. Scary Terry. I think he he is the version of Kyle Lowry when he was younger. In my personal opinion, the point guard position. I think he's going to fit really well. I think he's going. It's. It's going to take a couple weeks, but it's not going to come all together right now. But I think it's a great move by Pat Riley and, and Eric Spolstra. I think this is what this team needs. I, I don't think we're done either. So I think it was a good move. What about you, Solana? I mean, I agree. For what it was worth, um, you know, a, a first-round pick and Kyle Lowry, um, I, I think the Heat got the better end of this deal, although – you know, last week we got into trade discussion a little bit, and I had said that the Heat were going to stand pat. So I was extremely surprised that it all went so, you know, went along so fast. And, you know, for those of you that are tuning in and, uh, you know, don't know the situation of what's going on, I'll spill some of the beans. But apparently Kyle Lowry uh, was late coming back from the Toronto game, um, and he was late to shoot around uh, for that next Heat game. And due to that, him, him being late, uh, Spoke decided to bench him. Um, and it looks like Kyle Lowry, you know, they interviewed him after the game and he, he mentioned, you know, man, it was just a one-time thing, you know, and Spo, you know, eventually the next day said, it's not a one-time thing. He didn't start against the magic either. And so it just all kind of, I don't know, snowballed all also quickly, you know, um, the heat yeah. are not, the heat are not really known for doing that. The heat are known for taking their time and all that, but who knows really what, what, what was going on in the locker room for the heat to make, you know, such a drastic move so quickly, but overall I'm happy with the trade. Um, it's just weird that the heat would trade for a contract, you know, that's beyond 2025. 
that that's the only thing that's that's a little weird. So. I mean, I think that that's – but the Heat's mind state in the, the front office, they must have been worried about this offense because in the last eight games, they've eclipsed 100 points only twice, one of them being tonight. So – and scoring under 100 points in the NBA, like this 2024 NBA, is not an easy task to do because everybody's putting up points with the, with the accelerated play, the more possessions, 14-second shot clock after a, an offensive rebound. Like There's so many reasons as to why you score more points nowadays. On top of that, shooting more three-pointers and not hitting 100 points consistently is, is wild. That was the only positive I took out of today is that they finally made it over to 100, over 100 points. But um, So I, I was also – I thought that Terry Rozier was a good pickup. It's funny because I saw a lot of comparisons when it happened. And I saw the the stats of Terry Rozier compared to Damian Lillard. I saw and that. yeah, statistically, they're similar with the stats that they're putting up. Now, of course, Terry Rozier was playing for a bad Charlie Hornets team. Easier to put up numbers on a team like that. Dame Lillard sharing his time with Giannis and just a good overall squad. But I mean, it's nice to see that the numbers were com- comparable. And um, I, I, I no way am I thinking that. Terry Rozier is anywhere near Dame Lillard, but it's still nice to see that he's capable of putting up those numbers. So I was excited to watch his debut. Now, Solana, did you make it out to the debut last night? I did. I did. I did. I went out there. I took a very, very special, special guest with me. I took my son. Um, you know, I, I wanted to sell the tickets. My brother texted me uh, late and he was like, you know, Terry's going to play. And I said, I got to get out there. So I asked my two-year-old son, I was like, you want to go? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I want to go. I was like, all right, we'll see what this is like. It was just me and him. Never done it before. Nice. And uh, he was more focused than I was. He was yelling defense. He was yelling at the, you know, at, at the Memphis Grizzlies players. Um, he probably should have been yelling at the Heat players because it was it was disappointing. It was an embarrassment. <laughs> um, you know, he, he was disappointed when they were missing free throws. Uh, but let me tell you, he loves it. He loves it when uh, when Mike B says Jimmy Butler. So, uh, I, I was hoping for him to score some more points. Unpopular opinion, Danny and, and Italy. Um, the Heat have played worse when, since Jimmy came back into the lineup. Would you say they've been playing worse since Jimmy came back or since Jaime left? I would say since Jimmy came back, the Heat have played at a much slower pace. And due to that much slower pace, um, I, I just think it, it doesn't it doesn't get us the shots that we need to get to the 100 points and when jimmy wasn't playing i felt like the heat were and you mentioned it danny you mentioned it many many times the heat were getting out on the break a lot faster jovich was playing than a normal correct than than what a normal miami heat team was known for at least over the last few seasons they're not known for for being you know getting out on the break and that's what they were Mm -hmm. doing and i feel like they've gotten away from that you know over the last three four five games which is when jimmy came back remember jimmy likes to play and it was weird yesterday, and, and I'll let you go, Italy. But I, I was thinking something. Jimmy, when, when Jimmy had the ball yesterday and he was ISOing, he reminds me so much of Joe Johnson, an, an, like ISO Joe. And it's a little disappointing because he didn't used to be like that. I felt like he was a lot more of a, of a passer team player, and he's looking more ISO now. He just doesn't look like the same Jimmy that he has been for the last three years. And it's very disappointing especially now when all the other players are getting back healthy. So, I mean, I don't know what your take on, on you know, Scary's, uh, you know, debut was Italy. But, again, 
I think it, you know, the focus yesterday was more on Jimmy and the fact that he couldn't lead this team to victory. And and just before you go to Italy, just like uh, Solana said, since uh, Jimmy came back, they are one in five. So what did you think about the debut, uh, Italy? I think I'm just more pissed off about like they're they're we're in sixth and they're in tenth. I'm mad that the that it was an overtime. Uh, not, it felt like an overtime win, but it wasn't. I'm mad because we. Our players played a lot better than they did. Our starting lineup played a lot better than than they did. And overall, I'm mad that Jaime wasn't there. I was mad overall with Jimmy because it feels like they're slower. Like, especially here, like Hero and Bam, when Jimmy was in lineup, it was very quick. Three-pointers down the line. Richardson got involved a lot, too. It just felt fast. And Jaime is fast. All three of them when they were in when Jimmy wasn't there was fast. I don't like this slow pace that that keeps going right now. So I agree with you, Solana and Danny. Jimmy is kind of being a little bit of the problem for right now because because Hero loves Terry Rozier, and I think it's going to be quicker when Rozier comes into play with this. So they all got to figure it out because. We need to play fast basketball again. Well, I do want to bring something up about Rozier and Tyler Hero. But before I do, when Jovic and Jaime were pushing the pace while Jimmy was out, this team looked different. Everybody fell in love with Jovic. When people would bring up trading away Jovic, they're like, no, 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 we can't do that. Look at the potential. And it was because of the way the Heat team was playing. Not so much his statistics, but the team looked better overall because we were pushing the ball. Usually somebody gets a rebound and they start looking around, dribble the ball up. Jovic would get a rebound and he would he wouldn't think twice. He just start dribbling the ball up. He was he was on the go, and I think that that has changed a lot. But Jaime going out, I think has has hurt them a lot also. And when you see Jimmy play, it's really weird when you see Jimmy and Bam together because Jimmy likes to post up in the low block. So what what, what is Bam supposed to do? Like I feel like the spacing is just off on this team, and they got to figure this thing out. And to the Terry Rozier and Tyler Hero point that Italy brought up, where he said that Italy loved, I'm sorry, that Tyler Hero loves uh, Rozier. I agree. I, I think they would play well together, but I think that they're doing this wrong because when they were together yesterday, Tyler Hero was the one that was controlling the ball. Now, when Charlotte uh, had Lamelo ball out for all those games, Terry Rozier was the one handling the ball. Terry Rozier is averaging like six assists a game. Like Terry Rozier can be a ball handler. He's usually a shooting guard, but he can be a point guard in a system that doesn't like, like Solana likes to say, doesn't really require a point guard. So Terry Rozier, I think, should be the one that has the ball in his hand. He can press, he could pressure the rim. He can get to the paint and and you know pass it out to a, an open three-point shooter. I think Tyler Hero is a better spot-up shooter. So I think that they should switch roles because yesterday it felt like Tyler Hero was commanding the ball more. And handling the ball more when they were both in the court at the same time. And I think it would be more beneficial if Terry Rozier took that role. Um, but la- yesterday, look, at when the, in the fourth quarter, they made a run. Terry Rozier, when he was running the point, when Tyler Hero was on the bench, they made a run. They came in to within two points. And then uh, Terry Rozier took a three that could have given them, I think, the one-point lead, if I'm, not, if I'm not mistaken. And if it wasn't that, it was to get close. What I liked is that Terry Rozier, one, can create his own shot, even though he didn't, have, he didn't have a big game statistically. You can tell he can create his own shot, and he's also not scared of taking that shot because he took that three-point late in the fourth quarter. 
he wasn't like, oh, but I gotta, I gotta defer to to some of these other guys that have been here for a while. Now nah, he's like, I'm here, I'm taking this shot, and I like that. I think that you need some of that on this team because sometimes, like Bam said in the post game, uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're trying to play the right way and passing up too many shots. It's, sometimes you just gotta jack them up, and and Terry Rozier is that guy. So um, I, I I agree though that yesterday. There were so many injuries on the Grizzlies that it's kind of embarrassing that they lost that game. Mm-hmm. Kind and, of embarrassing. And not only that, with the back end of that um, press conference with Bam, and I think this is so much truth when Bam said everybody trying to buy into what the coach is saying, and that gets us in trouble sometimes. That's when everyone's everyone's personalities need to check themselves at the door and be one. Because, of course, Spolstra knows what he's doing. But when you get new players coming in, it, it, it could either make your team better or worse. At that point, we had lost four in a row. And then we go into tonight. And I saw so many Heat people on Twitter and stuff. It's like, yeah, this is what the Miami Heat do. They look bad. But yeah. with the Celtics on national TV, we're going to win tonight. And it felt like everybody was pretty confident that somehow they'd pull out the win. And yeah, that, that, that didn't happen. I did. No. Not at this all. This Celtics team so. is a very – they're the best team in the NBA. My opinion. Before the season started, I told you I thought that they would win the NBA championship this year. And this team is just deep, man. And the Heat, the way they were playing, they were shooting over 50% from three for, like, most of the game. I don't know how it ended. But they were, they were shooting well. But the Celtics weren't fucking missing. Like, there's only so much you can do when a team is just on fire. Mm-hmm. And this this team is just is just a well-oiled machine. It felt like in the third quarter or in the second quarter, when the Heat were trying to cut down on that lead, they'd bring it down to eight or seven, and then Jalen Brown would get a big basket. Jason Tatum would get a big basket. They just they're just so loaded that it, it's going to be a tough team to uh, to take out. So Solana, what did you think about tonight's performance? I can only echo Spose, you know, Spose remarks, and I basically he said that the Heat faced a very potent offense. Uh, you know, a, a team that has been doing this for months um, and, you know, the Heat were extremely humbled tonight. And and that's really all I can say. The Heat were extremely humbled. Um, and just to uh, follow up on on a couple of, of your, your comments, um, you know, the Heat ended up only shooting 38 percent on threes while the Celtics shot 55 percent, 55 percent. Overall, the Celtics shot almost 64 percent. So really, really tough to beat a team when they're going to shoot 64%, they're going to out-rebound you by about it. 16 rebounds, uh, 10 more assisting you, four more blocks than you. I mean, you re- they just got outplayed in every single facet of the game. Uh, again, no real bright spots in this game at all. Uh, in my opinion, just a, a complete humbling experience. And look, I keep saying it, and I know Italy's going to back me up here in two seconds, but I don't know. Is- Spo always finds a way to yeah. figure it out. And he mm-hmm. said it. He said it earlier this week. They interviewed him. I was actually looking for the quote. I couldn't find the actual quote. But, I mean, this is kind of a, a part of the quote where he says, right now it's just one of the periods of time in an NBA season that's funky. I can't even explain it. That's basically what I told the group. A lot of uncharacteristic plays. The Heat just underwent a, a trade. You know, Spoh's trying to figure it out. He's got mm-hmm. over 14 guys on the on the roster that can play a pivotal role if needed at any point. So it's he, it's not an easy task, mm-hmm. uh, and he'll figure it out. I have my my I have all my trust in Spo. Um, you know, if they could go out and re-sign him 
again for another eight year and 120 to make it a total 16 year for 240, I would say go for it. That's how much trust I have in Spo. Mm. I do agree with you with the Spolstra thing. I got your back with that. But what did I say about the Boston Celtics that I was worried about them? I've been worried about them forever. So shut up on that part. <laughs> but overall, I think they got they outplayed us. They're, this team is just so good. It's 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 not really embarrassing though. I re- a lot of people on Twitter just need to chill a little bit. We're going through a time where we got in Terry Rozier. I don't think we're done. I really don't think I think we're going to get one more person in here. I don't know what's going to be. I know we're shopping. So I know we're looking uh, in Brooklyn a little bit, but I think overall. We're in a slump. This is a bad time to have a slump too, but I still think we will figure it out because Eric Spolstra is going to figure it out. Terry, yeah. give two weeks for Terry. So they're looking into Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, yeah, Finney Dorian. Yeah, Dorian Finney-Smith is a great uh, three and D guy. Uh, he is kind of what you want uh, Highsmith to be, but hasn't become. Dorian Finney-Smith is that guy. He is a gritty guy. He is the, he he reminds me of um, what's this guy's name uh, that that's a badass that like a real MMA fighter that everybody's scared of that was on with the Heat for a few years. I'm blanking on his name. Are you talking about Chris Anderson? No, it's not Chris Anderson. Oh. I forgot his name, but he will literally beat somebody's ass like in real life. Like he actually like was a professional. He has some professional fights in his career. So, um, but Dorian Finney-Smith reminds me of him. He he can hit big threes. Whenever I, I've watched him with Brooklyn and there's late fourth quarter and i see that he has an open three i have no doubt that it's going to go in he he has the ability to make a big shot so um i definitely think that that would be a good pickup what you have to give up i'm assuming Joe. it's about james johnson james johnson yes thank yeah. you james johnson yes so um and i'm talking personality wise not play wise during finish smith is, is 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 good um but brooklyn wants jovich uh, you know what? If you're in, in a win-now mode, I think Dorian Finney-Smith would help this team, and Jovic isn't going to help this team this year. So I, I would go and I would trade that. I don't know what else they're asking for, but um, I, I definitely think that Dorian Finney-Smith would be a great pickup for uh, for this Miami Heat team as currently constructed. That's what um, they want, though. That's what they want. They want Jokic, and then they want Caleb Martin. That's who we're evidently trying to shop right now. Would you guys care about parting ways with Caleb Martin at this moment? Solana, um, would you care? Uh... I would be a little upset if they part ways with him now only because I believe he was one of the the sticking points in not getting last the, years or not getting Damian Lillard. Um, mm. at least that's just what I that's just what I read uh, about 10 minutes ago before uh, before we started the show actually um, that he was one of the re- that he wanted to keep him. So if they're gonna keep him to not get Dame Lillard and then now go and trade him, I mean I'm gonna wait and see who they get. But if they can get somebody that will help them down the stretch, yeah, absolutely. But if it's for Dorian Finney-Smith, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's a good enough upgrade to beat the Celtics in the playoffs or to beat, um, you know, any of the top teams out west in the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I mean, you got to watch out also with these uh, buyout contracts like Gordon Hayward. I'm looking at that right there. I think it's going to be very interesting to see if. What kind of player that I'm thinking buyout, and then I'll be okay with do, uh, trading Caleb Martin because I agree with you, Solana. If you're gonna, because that's how that's what they wanted to keep but Jovic the, too, though. That's so what they the buyout market, uh, people start buying out contracts after the trade deadline's over, though. So at that point, it would be too late to trade for him. Never so know. never know. 
Um, today, Thomas Bryant got a lot of play. You guys know the disdain I have. I don't like Thomas Bryant. I don't want to see him on the court. But everybody seems to be really happy that he was playing well. Offensively, Thomas Bryant can produce. Defensively, he, he can't. I texted you guys. There was a, a three-point shot that I want to say – I forgot who it was that took it. It wasn't whoever he was defending, though. And I saw Highsmith and Butler crash the boards, and Thomas Bryant is halfway down the court trying to leak out for a fast break. What is our center doing trying to leak out for a fast break? He should be crashing the boards. Thomas Bryant, I do not want to see him on the court. I don't. I don't. Every every Everybody on the Heat's roster is, is uh, either crashing boards, and if you're not crashing boards, you're always going out for the fast break. So Thomas I mean, Bryant can't be doing that. Fuck that every, guy. Everybody can do it, man. And, and Thomas yeah. Bryant showed today that he can get on the fast break. Uh, and not only that, the, the guy had seven points, five rebounds in 13 minutes. I mean, he's not going to be a starter. He's not going to be an impact player. But if you need somebody to give you a little bit of energy, a little bit of hustle, uh, maybe a few fouls, he's the right guy to go to. I mean, I, look, the Heat have always had a guy like that on their team. You know, let's not forget, you know, Joel Anthony. Let's not forget Dwayne Dedman. Joel Anthony. Let, you, yeah. know, let, you know, let's not forget Mark Blunt. So, I mean, I can go back, um, you know, and 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 we can talk about certain players who the Heat have had for certain roles, whether it be rebounding, whether it be defense, you know, whether it be offense. Thomas Bryant is – he's just – Thomas a, Bryant a can give and ignite some some offense when you're definitely stagnant with the second unit. That that yeah, That is yeah. true. So, or he can, you know, he can foul a couple guys when, when you're struggling with a, a Christoph Porzingis, who, you know, was, was really lighting the heat up before he got injured in the game today. So, you know, I, I think he's a player who spoke and go to when the heat, when he feels the heat are undersized in the front court. And when maybe Kevin Love is just too slow for, you know, for the other team's big. Um, and Thomas Bryant is what, slightly faster? Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if Kevin Love was running a 40 in, what, seven seconds, Thomas Bryant is running it in, what, 69994, maybe? <laughs> so, um, yeah, man, I don't know. I I think the Heat need to be in the market for, for a stretch four, uh, possibly a backup big. Um, and I think that's really what they need right now. Uh, and, and other than that, they they really have a player at every single position or a backup. So it's really hard for Spo to find minutes for some people. We've seen Robinson's minutes go down over the last few games. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't. How do you feel about that? Italy Ro- Robinson's been a huge part, and now ever since uh, Jimmy Butler's back, he's taken some of Robinson's minutes. Um, and I'm I'm not I'm not okay with that. Well, I mean, me and you and Dan and even Chris, Dan, everyone talk about the hot hand. I'm always been go with the hot hand kind of guy, and Rotten Duncan was. The hot hand at the time, but now sin. But you're gonna play Jimmy overall. Like that's just we always said. Who's gonna take the minutes, right? Who's gonna take those minutes? Unfortunately, Duncan was in a situation. But if I was a coach, I would have gone with the hot hand. I'm not okay with it, but I know why they did it. They just need to figure it out. It's a figure out situation right now. It almost feels like Jimmy's not right since his injury. He does. Because... He's slower than usual, in my opinion. I don't it's know if just... it's. Just... He's Me. just not being as aggressive as usual. He went to the free throw line once today, and it was on a on a three point play. Uh, he um, last night when they played against um, Memphis, he took one shot in the fourth quarter, one shot. Like, 
I mean, I get this whole, and I feel like every single season it's the same thing. People start getting sour on Jimmy Butler. Regular season Jimmy Butler isn't playoff Jimmy Butler, but man, it gets it's a long regular season, so it's rough to watch for so long and hope that playoff Jimmy shows up every year because at some point, thirty four years old, it's gonna take you a little longer to get rolling. So, um, I mean, he did it last year. I don't know if we can keep counting on him just turning it on in the playoffs, but yeah, one free throw uh, today. Took 11 shots, 17 points. I don't know. I, I think he just might not be right. It's got to be maybe that he's playing through an injury, something, because it almost feels like I don't want to think that he's just not playing well. I feel like it has to be something because I, this is just not the Jimmy I'm accustomed to seeing. I I, I couldn't agree with you more. I, yeah. I was Like I said, I was at the game last night, and he just didn't look right. A lot of careless turnovers where Jimmy's usually a pretty short-handed ball handler. Um, again, you mentioned only one free throw tonight. I'm looking up stats as you know as as we're going, and I know he's only played 30 games this season, which is you know not a lot uh, compared to other seasons. But he's at, this is the season where he's averaging the least amount of free throw attempts per game at just under uh, seven and a half free throws a game. He's averaged at least eight or more attempts the last three seasons since 2021 so again we're you know and danny you're going at the right place because you're starting to poke at the the certain stats where you know that jimmy fed off on his game jimmy is known for getting to the line and finding and finding a rhythm Mm -hmm. and if he doesn't get to the line he doesn't Mm -hmm. find that rhythm and you Mm -hmm. saw it last night you saw it he could not get into a rhythm last night against Memphis he just couldn't he would have a nice drive to the bucket and then two turnovers or a bat you know some weird pass or no he just could he can't get into a rhythm these games and I don't know what's going on uh but if I'm Spo I'm not worried but you got to tell him like hey either you get right or you you know you gotta you gotta sit down and let the other guy could it could it be that he's trying and I I mean uh, I guess we maybe we agree with it maybe we don't but it could it be that he's saving his body for the playoffs because Taking it to the rim and drawing fouls at 34 years old, it takes a toll if, if your, your whole career is kind of predicated on getting to the line. Like at some point, it's going to start taking that abuse is going to start taking a toll on your body. It's, could it be that he's being careful and saving himself for the playoffs? I think once the playoffs roll around and he knows that these games matter, matter, right? Like I know this is regular season, but once they get to the playoffs, they matter. I think he's getting to the free throw line more than 10 times a game. Like, do you think that there's any chance that maybe he's just holding himself off? Yeah, it, 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 everything what we're talking about right now. Yeah, everything explaining it, it just seems like it's going that direction. I don't like it, but screw that. I mean, yeah, you, you said it, Danny. It's frustrating. It's fr- mm-hmm. especially extremely I mean, frustrating. It is, and look, and you you guys don't go to you, you know you're you're not lucky enough to go to all the games that I get to go to because you know Danny, you got season tickets to other stuff and. Italy, you don't you don't live in Miami, so you only get to go to a couple games a season, maybe. But I mean, I gotta go to these games and I gotta sit through this frustration. And I, I like sometimes I want to get on the court and like throw the ball at Jimmy's head and be like, "Yo, what are you doing, bro?" <laughs> I do, I do, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but look, if he's not right, like I said, he's gotta sit and and he's gotta do that for himself and for the team, mm-hmm. or maybe don't play back to back. So play the Memphis game, knowing you're not gonna play this game. Put it, you know, give it your all. Get to the free throw line ten times. Let's win the game we need to win. And knowing it's going to be a tough game tonight, you just sit him and let the young guys play. 
It's you know funny that, you say that because that's usually the strategy that most NBA teams take with their yeah. big stars. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. But I think what Spo again, I think what Spo's trying to do is really find his, you know, his first his starting lineup because if you yeah. can see, he continues to, you know, tinker with the starting lineup game after game. So Change that's one, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And two, he's trying to find his rotation. And like, mm-hmm. like we've talked in the past, he's gonna go with different rotations depending on who the team is, who the matchups are. He's talked about it in prior interviews he plays a lot or he he he, uh he depends a lot on matchups he loves to look at matchups and he loves to look at analytics in certain matchups and things so that's what he's gonna do for certain players so um you know it it sucks if you're uh you know seven eight nine ten guy on the bench because some nights he might play some nights he might not depending Mm -hmm. on the matchup but yeah look um you know it's frustrating man it's it's so frustrating yeah it's and I feel like I, it's like the, the constant theme every season, though, with Jimmy. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I haven't been. Um, I'm not a diehard Heat fan like you guys are, right? right. Like, for those of you, if you guys right. are watching this for the first right. time, right? I, I live in Miami. I support all local teams. I, I I I root for the Heat, but that's not my number one team. But the way people talk about Jimmy sometimes, I'm like, damn. Like I wish I had a Jimmy Butler, <laughs> like, like, I, but it is frustrating to watch him during the regular season. But when he becomes playoff Jimmy, playoff Jimmy is like a real thing, and it's it's, yeah. it's cool to see. Um, you I, just I don't, don't know. know what Jimmy's going to show up now. That's what we're getting to the point of later in the seasons now. Like, is but he you know what? I thought that he would show up for big games, like for Celtics tonight. I thought he would be amped up for this. For the Knicks on Saturday, I agree. I, I was like, about to say that, yeah, at, exactly. At the Garden, I expect that to be a Jimmy game. Right, right now, I'm like, I don't is know. Is he gonna show up? I don't know. And that's the problem. The problem that's, is exactly that, what that we're talking said. about. That is a problem. Now, here's here's a good thing. I mean, we're we're all we're all talking about the negatives. You know, worried about Jimmy, his play, his health. Look. We, we don't need to panic though, as as Heat fans, right? Heater, we're in seventh place. We're, t- we're still three game, three games above five hundred. Um, Eleven games behind the the Eastern Conference, you know, leaders, the Celtics, but only six games behind third place. I mean, six games. There's still a bunch of games left to play. There's still forty games left, you know, here a little bit less, but just under forty games left to play. Six games behind the third place. So a lot, a lot of basketball to play. A lot of time for Spo and the team to figure it out. And again, I know Heat Nation, Heat Twitter is you know gonna go crazy after tonight's loss. And right. definitely, definitely one hundred percent. I get it. Thirty-three point losses, Celtics sucks. But right. you know, as right. cocky Heat fan, as Solano over here, I'm I'm here to say, chill out. You know, have yourself a uh, have yourself a plain Lacroix. God, have yourself a plain Lacroix. I put it in here so I disguise have it tonight. A Coke. There you go, have a Coke. All right, have yourself or have a Coke and a smile. There you go, man. Have a Coke and a smile. Well, I, I will tell you. You guys said that uh, the Heat are in seventh place. I will tell you this year the way that the top of the East is constructed with the Celtics, Bucks, and Sixers. I think you need to end up in fourth or fifth. You need to avoid those three teams in the first round. I know that it's the Miami Heat, and they've just randomly beaten teams that they're not supposed to in the playoffs all the time. 34-year-old Jimmy, the way that these teams have been looking, 
end up with the fourth or fifth seed, play the Knicks in the first round, beat their ass, and then get ready for one of the big boys in the second round. That's what I'm hoping for. And to do that, right now, like you said, we are uh, six and a half, ten, three and a half games back of the fourth seed. So, um, yeah, man, I, I think that fourth or fifth seed is the goal, in my opinion, before the playoffs, because you don't want to, you don't want a first round date with the Celtics, Bucks, or Sixers. And if it happens, you know, you still believe because the Heat have shown that they can do it before. But if you can avoid that, avoid that at all costs. So uh, hopefully fourth and fifth. But to that, we talk about the games coming up now. Unfortunately, Chris isn't with us. Uh, Chris being uh, a Knicks fan. Uh, we have the Knicks in New York on Saturday at 3 o'clock. So it's an early start. Then we have, we're hosting the Phoenix Suns on Monday. And then we are hosting the Sacramento Kings on Wednesday. So three tough games coming up uh, before we finally have a uh, a softer opponent with the Wizards coming up after that. But so the next three games are the games that are going to be played before we record next week. So we have the Knicks, Suns, and Kings, Italy Jet. How do you see the next three games going? I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> there you go. That that that's how you see the, the the game going against the Knicks. Um, before uh, we get oh, into the Knicks, I wanted to ask okay. you. I'm sorry, I completely forgot. Could you summarize what you think about Terry Rozier's first two games with the Heat? I think overall, it's. It, it, I mean, he 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 got some great like uh, three point shots, but I he's just starting to get the chemistry going. I I'm not gonna freak out over it, you know. Like it's he he just got here. I still think he's gonna cook. I still think he's gonna bring a lot of good chemistry. But yeah, that's that's how I feel about Terry right now. I'm not really worried about it. Yeah, he hasn't had a practice day, and then he yeah. had a back to back. So definitely yeah. uh, a, a quick literally way, way a to start. There. Literally yeah, a flight and then played. Baptism by fire. Solana, what do you think overall of the two games with Terry Rozier? Look, bro, I'm going to go again. I'm going to go with Spo's quote because Spo, just, he's, just got, he's just got all the right words. He said, Rozier has a different perspective than a lot of guys. He competed right. at a really high level coming into the league and in the playoff. And once you've experienced that, you go to another place. You're not in the playoffs even if you're developing and like with your game like that, you just want to get better. And that's really what he wants. Uh, you know, Terry, you know, he just felt empty and he wants to compete. And if you want to compete, there's no better place to do it than in Miami with the culture. And uh, look, I'm not, he's, he's, he's going to start sniffing. Man. He's going to start sniffing. It's coming. All right, so let's go back to uh, – so we're going to start previewing the next week. We got three games, and the first one, Chris was kind enough to join us to throw in a bing bong there. I still uh, don't know what that had, means. I don't, what is he talking about? It, it, it's, it's, a, it's really stupid. Some dude said it's the noise that the train makes when the doors open on the subway, So and then it became a thing. It, it's so stupid. You, you know, it, it doesn't, right? You know, it says ding dong. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's a D, not a B. So clearly, clearly New Yorkers, uh, you know, and maybe oh, oh, New Yorkers. Tread easy there. Tread easy there. <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was say from Manhattan, not from the island. Oh. You know, from Manhattan, they they don't they don't know the difference between the B's and the D's. Um, yeah. and, and and I understand. My son doesn't either. My son has trouble. Too, so <laughs> it, it, it's it's rough, man. It's rough, New yeah. York. I'm from Brooklyn. You can insult Manhattan all you want. All right, Italy. <laughs> Go ahead, Italy. What, what are we thinking about the next three games? We got the Knicks, the Suns, and the Kings. 
I mean, as much as I hate the Knicks with everything in me, as much as I don't like the Suns, I, I have nothing against the Kings. I, I really do think the way that they are on the streak right now, the Knicks and even the As Suns. Are, I, are playing hot, yeah. I I think we're gonna lose the, against the Knicks and the Suns, but we're gonna win against the Kings. I really do. I I, I want to, I need Terry to get more time in there. And from everything with with Butler right now, I just unless he just explodes because when he gets there, he likes to do that. But right now, I'm not confident right now. One in one in three for me. The Knicks are currently riding a nine-game winning streak. They beat the Denver Nuggets by like a million points. Today. 38. 38 points. So the Knicks are actually for real. Uh, Solana, how are you feeling? <laughs> what did you say, bro? The Knicks are what? Uh, actually for real. The Knicks are never for real, bro. Come on. The Knicks are always <laughs> a joke. The Knicks, the Knicks are... I compare the Knicks to Disney World or like like a, like a Disney World book or movie where it's just like it's just a, a princess and you think it's gonna be coming true and then it's danger. The Knicks are always a fairy tale, bro. Come on, get out of here, get out of here with the Knicks. All right, let's talk about the Heat, baby. I went a little bit ahead of you. I looked at the next like twenty two games. Over the next twenty two games, the Heat play seventeen teams with a record over five hundred or in a playoff position. That is absolutely devastating considering we're one and five in the last six since jimmy's been back we're on a five game losing streak um but i'm gonna go optimist because i always go optimist here um and i'm gonna say over the next three games the heat will go two and one um i think the heat win in the garden because bro because fuck the garden um and so fucking overrated by the way honestly i've been there garden I've been there, and what's up with the dark lights? Like, 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 why? Like, because they they say that it's supposed to be like a Broadway show, so it's like a spotlight right. on the on the court. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get it because because the the players the don't Broadway really play; they, they sing and dance, and they do yeah. their ha ha. Yeah. I got it, got it. It's a show. It's a show. I get it. I get it. But um, <laughs> look, I'm gonna, again. I'm gonna go two and one. I think the Heat beat the Knicks in the Garden. I think they'll lose. On Monday to the Suns. Unfortunately, I will be there. So if you guys are out there, look for me, section 115. Um, you know, maybe I'll buy you a beer. Maybe you'll buy me a beer. We'll see. Uh, but uh, or maybe we'll buy each other beers and we'll have two. That that sounds great too. Um, and then I think we beat, I think we beat the Kings. The Kings have been sliding down the the Western Conference in the standings. Um, and again, I, I think the Heat are going to bounce back finally, and we'll start to see Scary Terry put up some numbers, and we'll start to see the team gel. So that's what that's you know that's what I'm going with. Uh, I, I agree with Solana. Uh, the, the Knicks are currently riding a nine-game winning streak, but you know those streaks eventually have to end. And there's two streaks going in, right? The Heat losing five, the Knicks winning nine, and then it'll be fun because the Garden's always full of Heat fans. So. I think it'll be a cool environment. I, I do think that Jimmy finally shows up. I think he's going to be upset. So I do think that that um, that the Heat will pull that one off. I'm sure it'll be a close game, though. It's going to be an entertaining game. Uh, I do think that they lose to the Suns, which are riding a seven-game winning streak. So the Heat are just running into these teams as they're hot. Uh, seven game, and I do think Kevin Durant and Bradley Beal, they're finally starting to figure it out with Devin Booker. Uh, Solana? And the Knicks are only on a one, two, three, four, five-game winning streak. Easy. And they only – and they, they beat the Rockets – the Wizards, the Raptors, the Nets, 
And then yeah, they blew out the Nuggets by almost forty points. But it's not like they, it's not like they're beating top oh, you're top, right. top they, team. Uh, you're, and then right. going back, going back, they, they, they lost they, to the they, Magic and they, they beat the, the Grizzlies. And they beat the Grizzlies. So they're not beating uh, these crazy teams. So it's not like oh, they're OG Anunobi is here. We're gonna be world beaters. Look, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think the uh, the Raptors got the better end of that deal with Manuel quickly with RJ Barrett. Um, I say watch out more for the Raptors and actually hot take by Solana. Let me just take a look, quick look at the standings so I don't go out of my mind right now. But I'm yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go crazy and I'm gonna say the Knicks are gonna finish lower than the than the Raptors this season in the standings. Okay, yeah. so now I know you're just just talking out of your ass. Okay, because <laughs> the Raptors are like 11th seed right now. They're like a million years behind the Knicks. Uh, no, I did I did miss that. Ten Magic. games back. Ten games back. <laughs> okay, the the Magic did beat the Knicks. Uh, the Knicks did blow out the 76ers though by like 30 points. Uh, look, I mean, I, I get it, right? The the Knicks and Celtics are usually enemy number one, but the Knicks are playing well, and they got. Kevin Durant, Booker, and, and Bradley Beal finally figuring things out. Uh, they just beat the Mavs, I, I want to say yesterday. They're riding a seven-game win streak. Let me just double-check that real quick. Yes, that one is accurate. Seven-game winning streak. So I think that uh, the the Heat will lose to the Suns, but I do think that they beat the Sacramento Kings, like you said, that they haven't been as hot as they started. Right, right. And um, I think two and one. And if, if they were to manage to go 0-3, then there's a serious problem. So at that point, you're 24 and 24, and now you're back where you were last year, where you're like, what the hell is going on? Are we even going to make the playoffs? So hopefully that doesn't happen because that would probably be a disaster, and I'm not looking forward to that type of show. I want a happy show. So uh, two and one is my prediction, as, as long as, as as well as Solana in Italy, you said one and two, correct? I said one and we'll win one out of the three. Yeah, games. Out of three, yeah, one and two. All right, all right. Uh, so that basically wraps it up. Uh, a rough week, but damn, things will get better. I, I, I do think that Terry Rozier is going to fit in well. Hopefully, he can start at the point. Maybe Tyler Hero can finally be the sixth man that we know he can be, and um, we'll see how things go from here. And we need. Have you heard any update on Jaime? I love that hat. Any update on Jaime? Nobody. No, I no, no, updates. no, no updates. He looked fresh, no. though. He looked he looked fresh at the arena last night, man. Let me tell you, man. He has some nice fits, bro. He has really, really mm. nice drip. Uh, he's in LA. He's style, in LA. Yeah. yeah, bro. Style, he has yeah. Nice drip, bro. So shout yeah. out to shout out to JJ. Uh, you know, I heard he listens uh, once in a while. <laughs> no, seriously, I heard he listens. So shout out to JJ. Uh, we love we love the drip, bro. We love the drip, homie. Uh, nice style, uh, nice style. Italy, any final thoughts? Well, I hate the Knicks. That's number one. All right. Number two, shout out to Wayne Simeon, man. Oh, Oof, oh, love that guy, bro. Wayne Former Simeon. Kansas player. Love that ahead, first round Solana. pick. Bro, final thoughts. Look, I know this is a heat podcast, but my final thoughts today are going to go out to uh, the Detroit Pistons who finally won a game. Uh, it's been like four months or three months that they've won a game, so – Shout out to them. Shout out to uh, one of my favorite foreign players, Boyan Bogdanovich. I, honestly, I wish he played for the Heat, man. That guy, he's he's pretty wet. So, uh, you know, that's really it. That and uh, I, one more shout out. One big shout out to one of my big homies, Jamal McGore. 
Ooh, Jamal mm. McGlore. And I'll end it with a shout-out to Sean Livingston. I think one of the most underrated point guards in history. And he was so he 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 was such a good player that just never got the credit. And he he was a big part of that early Golden State Warriors success, and nobody ever gave him too much credit. So uh, shout out to Sean Livingston. Credit to and the Heat. No, credit to the Heat uh, uh, training staff who got him back on track after he uh, his, destroyed his, his, his knee. Des- destroyed his knee. He completely mm. destroyed his knee with the Clippers. Yeah. The Heat signed him, got him healthy, got him playing again, and then uh, eventually they cut him, and then he he flourished. He flourished yeah. out west with the Steph. Yeah, well, he had a great season with the Brooklyn Nets one season, and then he went to right. Golden State, right. and he tore it up in Golden State. So uh, good for him. Shout out to Sean Livingston. Uh, just add to the random Heat names we always throw out at the end of the episodes. All right, if you are listening on audio, we appreciate you listening all the way to the end. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. Please leave us five-star, comment, review, all that other good stuff. And if you are watching on YouTube, please like, subscribe, share, all that. And if you joined us on the chat uh, and you weren't yelling bing bong, we appreciate you joining us on the chat. Uh, you guys, as always, are the best part of the show. And until the next one, have a good one. Bye, Earl Baron. Miss.